You're listening to The Staff Room, brought to you by The Happy Learner. My name is Jen and this is the show where we, the teachers, grab a break with a cup of tea and talk all things home education. Whether you're considering home ed, a seasoned schooler or somewhere in between, join me every week as I chat with some incredible home educators to encourage you, inspire you and hopefully make your day a bit brighter. We're in this together. This is The Staff Room. Hello, welcome to episode three of The Staff Room. Um, so the days are getting longer, weather's getting warmer, and this is usually the time of year, to be honest, where I start to spend a little bit more time outside. Like this bit is where I start to pick it up a bit for outside activities. But um, in today's episode, I spoke to Corinne, and Corinne is a fully-fledged forest scholar, all weathers, all year round, not like me. So it's a really good episode. Um, she kind of talks about your basic starter kit. Where do you start from if you want to do forest schooling? What is it? Where did it come from? And she's got a really cool story um, all about how she ended up doing forest schooling. So I'm excited to re-listen to this one, if I'm honest. It was one of the first ones that I did and I'm sure you will love it. Enjoy. So hello Corinne, I'm very, I'm very, very excited to talk to you. Um, you're one of the first people on the podcast, that's exciting. And I found you on the Facebook, the Home Education, was it the UK page, wasn't it? Yes, I think it must be. Tell me a bit about your background with Home Education. You've got seven children, am I right? Uh, I've got six. Six? Children. Oh, okay, yeah. six. Well, that's, <laughs> still, that's still a lot, it's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, I've got six children. My eldest has left home. Mm-hmm. And then I've got five younger children who are still at home and home educated. And their ages range from three to 11. Wow. That's quite an age range. Must be fun. Yeah, it's fun. And we've home educated from the start with the little ones. We've, they've never been to school. Wow. Like, so what kind of shaped that decision? Was it something you wanted to do? Have you got experience with, were you home educated or anything like that? I wasn't home educated. I would have loved to have been. I yeah. really struggled with secondary school. I was quite badly bullied and just just found the whole experience really unpleasant. So I think that did influence it. But in the start, because my eldest um, had moved schools a lot, what we and we knew that we wanted to move out. We were living in Sheffield at the time. We knew we wanted to move back to Derbyshire. And I didn't want the little ones to have to move schools because I knew how disruptive it was for my eldest child. So we said, well, if we home-ed to begin with, and then when we move to Derbyshire, there'll probably be a nice little village school that they can go to. And uh, so we did that. And then we moved to Derbyshire. And by that time, we just loved home-ed. We didn't want to stop. So what I wanted to talk to you about specifically was forest school. So you mentioned that you had a bit of a background in it. um, And I feel like, forest school is like a bit of a home ed buzzword like when I've ever mentioned to people that oh yeah I'm homeschooling they're like oh so do you do like forest school and it's like a big a big thing that like maybe people don't really know what it is and it's just I feel like it's quite linked very closely with home education um our family we're not really like and out, we're not outdoorsy people like we're the kind of people we, we'd go outside and we're like mm, too cold go back inside even, <laughs> even my daughter's like that you can't get her outside at all well you can but yeah um so it's really interesting to talk to you um and 
yeah tell me about forest school like where did where did you first hear about it yeah so I'm by the sounds of it the complete opposite to you so my husband yeah. are really outdoorsy we're, <laughs> if we don't get out one day we're really really grumpy we need to be mm. outside um but I am an ex-science teacher and I left teaching science to do environmental education for a power station and when I was doing that they got me doing my forest school training so this would have been uh, 12 years ago 12 13 years ago mm. and forest schools was it was known but it was really quite emerging then it was quite a new thing in the UK um, and it was a real growing trend but then I managed to do my qualification but I got pregnant with my now 11 year old and got made redundant from that job so I never actually taught forest schools I never did it even though I'm qualified I've never done it with groups or anything and it really it really influenced the training really influenced how we approached home education because a lot of it's based on the Danish system Mm. where children are taught outside up until about the age of seven or eight and then they start formal learning and that that had a huge impact on us because it made us think that I think there's too much in early years education where children are sitting down and they actually should be still outside and playing. Mm. The forest schools, the, the idea of forest schools is that children are outside and that they do small achievable tasks that build their self-confidence and self-esteem. So things like using tools they use, you know, proper, proper tools, proper knives, saws, bill hooks, and they make things and they, they work with wood. And it just really builds their confidence that they mm. can use these proper tools. That's an amazing thing. I'm, I'm a huge advocate for us. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's amazing that you did your training before home educating. That's a big, yeah. that like very, um, I don't know, magical that you did that because you yeah. would have never known that you would need that or how beneficial that could be to a children's education had you not done no that? not at all and actually I, I met my husband on a forest on my forest school training course oh. so forest, for me was completely life-changing you know I, I met my husband I um like you say it, it led to me how I home educate it, it's a huge part of our lives that's so nice did you have a forest wedding I feel like you should have we did did you oh yes <laughs> oh you have to show me pictures yeah we we did a a hand fasting ceremony in a woods in Sheffield and it wasn't it wasn't when we did the legal parks we had no money so we we just got all our friends and family together and went and went to the woods and did this ceremony ourselves my stepfather did the hand fasting ceremony that's so nice though that is so sweet (laughs) yeah we did the registry office thing another day yeah but that that isn't even the day we celebrate the day we celebrate is our oh, hand fasting day because that's when that's, we got married that's really really nice oh yeah. I love that so you mentioned a bit about like what it is like having like tasks simple tasks that they can achieve how does this structure like because I know that some people they'll think of forest school and with the mind they're still like it's a school um, I know that there are groups that you can go to where there is a teacher do you have to be a teacher can anyone just incorporate forest school into their child's learning um do you think they should 
I, I think it would be great for all children. I don't think you need to be a teacher to do it. And lots of forest school leaders aren't teachers. So if you're a, a forest school mm. leader, you are trained. It is a, a proper qualification. And it takes it can take about a year to qualify. It's I think the school aspect of it does make people think, oh yeah, it's a, a school or it's like a school and it's mm. just nothing like a school. It's nothing like education you would see in a classroom. It really is... Um, there might be aspects of it, especially if you were going to a session that at the beginning, they might have all the children together and then they, obviously it's smaller groups than a classroom. And then they might go off and play and do tasks and then come together again at the end. But it's not, it's nothing like school. Yeah. I suppose it's more if children, if parents send their children to brownies or scouts or something, not, it's nothing like school. It's yeah. more if children to brownies or something. It's more that kind of informal group. That's a really that's a really good comparison to make, I think. Because you're yeah. right, like it is a bit more on that. It's more like forest club than forest yes. school. The word school has just got such connotations, hasn't it? It does, and it makes it feel really official. Really serious. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's it's not no at all. Yeah. Because I know when people people or they've said to me oh, isn't there a forest school? Have you heard of a forest school? And they put the word at, and I'm like, there's lots of forest schools. Like, like it's not like there is a forest school. <laughs> they have to know it's a school in the forest. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they imagine. And it's not like for us, because we we do it with our children. We don't, we sometimes do a, um, I do a weekly meetup with other parents or out of lockdown, I do. Mm. And it's just friends and we all meet together in the woods and it's a bit like a stay and play type thing. Yeah. We'll have a fire. We've got um, we've got a private woodland that we a friend lets us use and we've got a fire space and uh, we put up hammocks. We've made um, rope things to climb. Mm. Uh, we've got swings. It's just a really, it's a play space. Yeah. But then if the, because we do tend to do it very with very much freedom, but I always have a few ideas with me. I've got a backpack that's always called my forest school bag. And I've always got string and um, trying to think what else, like knives and things in it. And I usually have a toolbox. So if the children do want to make something or do want to do some whittling or something, they can just come to me and say, oh, you know, what can I do? And there's always ideas. Yeah. So how would you like advise somebody? I like the idea if you have in a bag that you can just chuck everything in. Give me your forest school starter kit for home ed parents. Oh, well, okay. So yes, a rucksack that you always take and leave stuff in. So, mm. and it's got, I have in some pen knives, string. You have to have string. What's the string it's, about? What's the string for? Well, you always, <laughs> always find something you can make with string. So you can mm. tie sticks together or hang something up I don't it's just so useful I love okay um a tarp is really good and and rope so you can put rope between two trees and then put a tarp over it so you've got a shelter you've got a shelter if it rains um if it's too if it's really sunny you've got somewhere you can shelter and also just as a den as a really nice safe space where children can go in and sit in there and be play games it's just Mm. great um things like air drying clay is really great because you can you can mold things and make things we make um things called tree guardians to just give children a small lump of clay 
and then they pick a tree and put it on the tree and you can make it into a face or a monster and put mm. sticks in it and leaves and stones really it's just being creative but the nice thing now is there are so many books around for ideas there's a great book mm. I don't know if you've called it seen it called the stick book no I haven't but really recommend it it's um just lots of little ideas that you can do and you don't have to be qualified as a forest okay. school leader to do these things it's something parents can do you know and you don't need a massive woodland to do it you can just go to a park where there's a few trees mm. and that could be enough space to to create this forest school feeling yeah the other yeah the other thing is I'm on Instagram and my Instagram is mother stuffer and on there, I sometimes use a tag called uh, a hashtag called Forest School Family. Mm-hmm. And I'd recommend people follow that because I'm, I will just, if we're doing something, an activity, I will tag it with Forest School Family and it will just give you ideas of yeah. things you can do. Yeah, yeah that's really helpful because I do think it's it can be overwhelming. And I think what you mentioned earlier about kind of like this goal being for them to develop self-confidence and self-esteem and being like actually I can do these kind of grown-up tasks yeah would you say that's the overall aim of forest school specifically yes yes it's about building self-esteem and self-confidence in children and um constantly building on those things and giving them um some autonomy and freedom say if you're in the woods and they want to climb we, we always have a rule with climbing. If you want to climb, yes, you climb, but I never help them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if they were stuck, I would get them down. <laughs> <laughs> if I wouldn't help them climb higher than they feel able. It's about them letting them know their yeah. own limits. And so then they know they can get themselves down. And then maybe next time they go, they can go a bit higher. It's just them knowing what feels safe and what they feel happy yeah. doing that is so interesting to me because I guess I've never really thought about it like that I always and I, I think I'm probably not alone and I think of forest school and I think it's about what you can make and a fire and I don't know can you survive out like a bit bear grillsy like and yeah more like having to be, yeah yeah and having to be really like, adventurous and out there when actually if you kind of scale it back what you're saying are the main principles of just having confidence and self-belief and kind of being able to limit what you feel like you can do and push where the child feels that they want to be like self-directed learning then actually yeah. like those kind of um concept is what a lot of home ed parents would apply in their lives anyway yeah and actually if parents don't feel happy and confident using tools which is fair enough it's quite um uh, difficult if you if it's not at all you're familiar with it's probably not safe for you to use it anyway same with having a fire you might not actually feel comfortable having fire or it might not be a legal thing you can do depending on where you go but there's lots you can do that doesn't involve tools and things things like putting up a tarp with with a rope you know you just need to learn some simple knots and you can find those easily um and even things like making things so we'll do things like uh, make a stick picture on the floor so clear a bit of uh, leaf debris away on the floor put four sticks on the ground in a rectangle and then make a natural picture in it Mm. and the same with the clay there's so much that you can do that doesn't involve tools that's safe and feels comfortable for you to do Mm. as well because you need to feel comfortable you need to feel that you're safe and you need to feel that your children are safe 
And I, to be honest, now we go and my two children are just off. They just go and do their own thing. And I'm sat by the fire with a cup of tea. It's lovely. <laughs> so it can be a nice thing for parents as well. You know, if you don't yeah. put, you don't need to put pressure on yourself, but I'm, I'm always doing something with them. Sometimes just that freedom to play is, is just what yeah. they need. Yeah, I, I love the way you put that. I feel like you've really kind of scaled it back and made it seem less daunting. <laughs> no, it doesn't need to be forest schools. It just needs, I think, that outside and being in the woods and being in nature can can be incredibly healing and comfortable for them. Mm. Controversial question then. Do you feel like the, the forest school kind of movement, that there is some someone somewhere trying to take it to make it a bit more schooly because I do see there's so many like curriculums and structured versions of it yes and it's not necessarily the forest school movement trying to make it that way that is schools trying to make trying to justify doing forest schools Mm. so it's like anything if they're going to pay for something and they do have to pay usually for an outsider to come in and do it they want to know how that's going to link with the curriculum so they can prove that it's valuable. Hmm. And also, if you are going to groups and things run by a forest school leader, you are paying for somebody's skills and time and, and it's their business. So it's a slightly different thing. And I, I think if you can afford it and you, your children would enjoy it, I think those groups are brilliant. There's so many forest school leaders doing hmm. home ed groups now. Yeah. But equally if you just think actually I just want the confidence to be outside in the woods more with my children you can do that you don't you don't need training or anything you just need a few ideas to get started yeah um so you you said you get out most days yes yes like even today so it's snowing here today and uh, we really like We've got loads of uh, outdoor gear, so full-on snowshoes, snow boots, everything. And even if we're out and it's not snowing, they still wear all that kit because if you're going to be out for any length of time, it does get cold. So that's an important thing too. I actually, <laughs> I actually invested in some warm weather gear at the end of end of last year. I was like, right, I think we need to commit to this now, and it makes a big difference. Like it sounds it obvious, does. but if you're not cold. You're more inclined to be outside. The reason why you don't want to be outside because you get cold. Yeah, and you'll stay out for longer. And everyone, because especially with smaller children, they get cold very quickly. Mm. So even if they're reluctant at first to put on all the gear, it's important to explain to them you need this because when we've been out for a while, you'll be cold. And actually, with my older ones, so my older ones are nine and eleven, and they'll sometimes go, "Oh, it's not that cold. I don't need it." And then we'll be out for half an hour and they'll be complaining they're cold. And so we're kind of trying to say, you know, by keeping your core warm, even your hands will be warmer because your core's warm. Mm. So it's getting them involved in the conversation and realising what they need to do to keep, keep themselves feeling safe and comfortable. And always take hot drinks and snacks. That is so true. The days when I've forgotten snacks, I'm like oh what's the, what was the point of even trying like but the day when you got snacks it's just yeah they're the good day it's so much better doesn't it it is snacks. it really is um would you say your opinion of course should everyone be getting out every day obviously they're able to yeah I kind of feel like people have to do what's right for them mm-hmm. for our family 
we're all like we're just we're just better if we get outside the days we don't get outside from if somebody's poorly or something everyone's just a bit on edge mm. so personally I think it's really good for children mm. and for adults but then for some people if you're just not an outdoorsy person maybe it isn't where you feel really comfortable and safe mm. true I guess it's it's up to what makes you yeah. feel good um, and before we start to wrap up, do you have any any interesting stories? Anything crazy ever happened? Uh, the main thing is the times with my small children, especially, mm-hmm. where they've decided at really inopportune moments that they need the toilet. So we're all quite used to wild weeds, but it's when it turns more into that I'm having to pick up toddler poo. Oh, lovely. That's not quite yeah. so fun. <laughs> that's the worst thing and also I mean even maybe in my question maybe there still is this association that like oh you're letting your kids play with knives and play with fire like hasn't anyone ever cut off their arm but actually like no they don't really do that like when you let them go at their own pace like I've noticed it with my daughter I'm like she can use a knife like I've probably cut myself with a knife more than she has because we rush And we're just like, oh, I can yes. do this. Whereas they take their time and they're so like precise with things when you trust them and let them do it at their own pace. So, yeah. Yeah, and in, in forest schools, part of it is, especially if you're using tools, is you teach them safe tool use mm. and what, what even what to do with them when you finish with it, the fact it goes back in the toolbox. So it's, it's teaching them safe ways of doing things. And when they use knives, they always work away from themselves when they're yeah. whittling. Yeah, so they, they learn so fast. Hmm. Well, like you said, like if you're not used to using knives, like me, <laughs> don't go. Like we're gonna we're gonna get the knives out today. Like you got to pace yourself, even as a as an adult and as a teacher um, of your um, child. So yeah. Yes, so um, have you got any one piece of advice before we wrap up? For me, I'd say it's about play. Mm. Um, I think play is so important, and people should never underestimate play so it might be that you're out with them in the woods and you're thinking well what what's the education happening in here because at times I do think are we doing enough and actually you learn so much through play and exploring and I I think we underestimate that for children and for adults I think everyone should just play more so for me that's my advice just go out and play just love that just try it yeah. Yay, I really love that. Good advice. Um, so you mentioned your Instagram, which I will link. Is there anything else you want to promote anywhere that people can follow you? That hashtag? Uh, yeah, no, just that. Yeah, just my mostly my Instagram. I'm, I'm on Twitter a bit, but not so much with home ed stuff. Yeah. But it's the same. I'm, I'm Mother Scuffer everywhere. So, um, <laughs> Mother Scuffer, yeah. And yeah, it's just that. Um, Forest school families, the hashtag if you yeah. want ideas. Loads of people doing forest schooly stuff and outdoor yeah. stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining me. Um, it's been really, really good to chat to you. Oh, you're welcome. It's been really lovely to meet you here. Hopefully, you can help many other people like me who don't have a clue about forest school. <laughs> and everybody will be getting outdoors more. So, yeah, yeah it's been great. really, really nice to talk to you. And, and um, to you. Yeah, speak soon. Okay, thank you. Bye.